The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before a wedding should I send out many save the dates? The first Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to Web Website Health Week on the Voices of Search podcast. This week, we're going to publish an episode every day talking about what you need to know to understand and optimize the health of your digital properties. Joining us for Website Health Week is Ashley Berman-Hale, who is the Vice President of Professional Services at DeepCrawl, which is a company that empowers the world's leading brands to harness their full revenue potential through the one initiative most businesses overlook, technical SEO. In addition to providing us with our guest today, DeepCrawl is also a sponsor of the Voices of Search podcast. So far this week, Ashley and I have talked about the importance of your website health, what the SEO funnel looks like, and how you can think about staging out what phase of website health monitoring you're in. We talked about what the required resources are for building and monitoring a healthy website and how you can do that at enterprise scale. And today we're going to wrap up our conversation by talking about how you can automate monitoring your website health. All right, here's the last installment of Website Health Week with Ashley Berman-Hale from DeepCrawl. Ashley, happy Friday and welcome to the last episode of Website Health Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Back at you. I think we all deserve uh, maybe a small cake after this episode, right? I was going to say like a Manhattan or a martini, but hey, it's Friday, (laughs) whatever you're into. Have your cake, eat it too, maybe have it with a cocktail. Moral of the story is we're at the end of the road here. We talked all about how important it is to understand technical SEO, what's happening on your website so you can monitor health. Don't tell anybody. It sounds like a big pain in the ass. You got (laughs) multiple tools. You need people. You need to be able to communicate what's happening. You need to have your technical SEO helps you understand what's happening with your content. You're working with all sorts of different organizations to make sure that you've got a healthy website. How on earth are you supposed to keep track of it all and do it all yourself? Look, we're just lowly SEOs, the geeks in the corner. (laughs) There's got to be some tools and solutions to help us automate this stuff, right? Yeah, it's like technical SEO is the face only a mother can love, but I am the mother and I love it. So, but I fully appreciate that it's not everyone's cup of tea. My mommy says my technical SEO is special too. Yeah, we get the level we can. I will affirm all of you. It's the work smarter, not harder. I was going to say work harder, not smarter. I have a bad history with that. I like to just be in the trenches. Don't follow my example. Follow my teams. I'm going to talk about three ways to automate. Uh, Obviously, this is coming from a tech SEO side and then how we communicate with larger businesses. But these three ways have saved me a heck of a lot of time and help bring teams together. So the first one is running tests in the staging environment. We have found that, God, I'm trying to remember the data. It's something that fixing broken code in a live environment takes like three times as long and is six times more expensive, something of that degree, than fixing it in staging. And what I can't do is I cannot afford to get people just QAing code all the time doing SEO tests before we launch. Lots of enterprise sites are pushing out fresh code multiple times a day. 
So that is a great area to automate. We saw a need for it at DeepCrawl and we created an automation hub. I love it. It's cool. It plugs into the CI CD and it just runs tests so that before anyone pushes, I could either say... CITD. What's the CITD? Sorry. <laughs> oh, the CICD. So basically the data on their back end, on their pipeline, it's like um, it's basically just a way to introduce information automation. So you plug into it and that's bringing in your different code. It's continuous integration, continuous deployment. Mm, got it. I believe is what it stands for. But I'm not a developer. Half my team is, but hey. It's just a way that we can plug in and sort of pull in the development side and their operations with our testing side and do it in a very automated way so that let's say they're running tests. I can then say, this is a small problem. I'm going to flag it. Or, hey, you messed something up. You're going to no index my whole site. This is red. Let's have a chat. So being able to put that out there will save a lot of heartache. And it offers a way for me to clear up the time of these brilliant fucking people that we hired so that they're not spending all their time running one-off tests. So many sites have done that thing where you launch and something was inadvertently overwritten or something was blocked. We see the robots.txt disallowing everything on an alarmingly regular basis. So doing this would prevent this and it would prevent you taking your best people frantically, like clicking through everything they can right after a launch. And they're not going to catch it all anyway. Okay. So step number one, creating automations first, when you're rolling out your code, do it in a staging environment. And that allows you to catch some of the potential mistakes that you're going to make before they impact your business. What are some of the automations that can save your team's time, reduce your risk, improve your effectiveness when it comes to technical SEO? Yeah. So automating, so let's say now when it's live, obviously we run a lot of large crawls, regardless of the data that you're using. We, uh, we're API first and you can use those webhooks to basically create any kind of alerts that you like. So for me, I may run, like we say the eBay sites, I may be running just their sneaker section every day because we know that's big money and I can create some tests so that when something fails, I am going to get an email or I'm going to get a Slack message right away, whether it's continuity, something changed, I didn't expect it, or something is broken. But ultimately, I want to be able to set something up that will run on repeat where I can have some expected standards. And then I want like a tap on the shoulder when they don't meet that. And that could be that they alert me, or it could be something where we're automatically creating some dev tickets so that the right team can see it. Okay. So there's the, hey, something's busted alert. We're constantly crawling critical pieces of our site to understand, are they functioning as normal? And if they're not, we're going to automate it so they get routed to the right person. What about some automations or notifications that something is going well? Hey, we saw a traffic spike in sneakers, right? What's causing this? Look at you and your optimism. Who is this? Optimistic on a Friday. I like it. So you're going to have a lot of different... Whatever platform you get to, as I should say, whatever API you use, you set the standards. And I also think it would be good for morale to see more positivity. I like being able to see the positives when it comes in terms of traffic a lot. That's my favorite. So what I would like to set up is something where we're pulling in a bunch of different data. Again, I love Google Data Studio. We have a built-in connector there, so it's just easy. But that will be able to show us quickly what's doing well. So segmented by site. I mean, and that's going to be the sort of thing where not only I can tease out what's most important to the business or what's more important to me, but I can share the hell out of that so that it's refreshed every day and people can go in and tap and ask why or double click into it. 
there are a lot of, I'm a cheap gal. So I love all the free templates and whatnot on GDS. I think I want expensive data at scale, but then I want it sliced in the most beautiful scalable ways as possible. But just being able to pull that and see how it matches the KPIs versus relying on you to keep compiling data from different sources. Like Benjamin, I know you're going to do wicked great analysis. I also would rather you use the six hours of your time on something else because you have other areas of specialization. So big analyses, great, but automate the hell out of regular data, show those wins and make sure anyone in the company can click into them. So what I'm hearing is it's not just creating automations to notify you when something goes wrong or when something goes well. There's also automations that you're making for your regular reporting. You're basically taking the data and doing some analysis in an automated fashion. What are some of the key takeaways when you think about automation? What are some of the things that the most advanced companies are doing that aren't that hard to implement? So that aren't that hard to implement. Don't automate all the things. Automation can be very complex and expensive. And if it's not done well, it's a risk. So start by mapping out what would actually make sense to automate. Um, for me, like the CICD staging platform is a no-brainer because I don't want to go live in a way that introduces more problems. I think... The second part is that I'd almost skip over the middles part and just say, all right, reduce risk with staging and then show me, be able to show me accurate and interesting reporting anytime. Because when I worked for Cisco, that was always the slowdown is, hey, can you show me how this is going? And I'd be like, great, I will be doing this for the next 11 hours to get you a report that you will glance at. So you just have to pick automation in a way that's going to be useful and do not try to automate all the things I'm a big fan of doing content research with different tools, but do not automate writing content, for example. There still needs to be this very big open place where humans talk to each other and where we're taking all of the automation plus great data and allowing really smart people to do the analysis. Start small. What could you actually do something with? That's often what I ask. I know you want to automate that, but what are you going to do with the data? When I think about automation, whether it's SEO, marketing automations, even some of the content production that we do here for the Voices of Search podcast, really what I'm doing is thinking about what are the processes that we're manually doing on a regular basis, right? When I set up an automation, how do I take something off my plate that I'm doing every day? And no matter how big or small the task is, when you start to compile all of those little automations, I'm going to automate starting the crawl. I'm going to automate building the report. I'm going to automate the flow of data into the reporting system. Each one of those steps takes something off of your plate, gives you time to spend on what's going to be the biggest value add using your brain to create an SEO strategy that's going to make a business impact. Ashley, as we wrap up Website Health Week, think about the overall health of our websites. What are some of the last suggestions that you have for the SEOs listening when they're thinking about whether their website is healthy or not? Give us a pro tip. Pro tip. Oh, I love it. Ultimately, get to the data that is important that you're comfortable speaking to because you will need to put it through your lens. That human element is so critical. I think the most impact we've seen on teams is when we can get folks across teams understanding and acting to the same information to build like a healthy website together. So yes, tech, data, all that stuff is so good and so fun, but never forget the human element and bringing that authenticity. Even in the most technical aspect of SEO, it still comes down to 
who are the humans that are doing the analysis and their ability to communicate it. Website health is not just our tooling. It's also our ability to interpret our data and share it with the rest of our team. Ashley, I appreciate you coming on the show, being our guest for Website Health Week. Appreciate Deep Crawl and all your support of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks again for being my guest. Thank you for having me. All right. And that wraps up Website Health Week on the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks to Ashley Berman-Hale, the VP of Professional Services at DeepCrawl for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Ashley, you can find a link to her LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact her on Twitter. Her handle is Berman-Hale, B-E-R-M-A-N-H-A-L-E, or you can visit her company's website, which is DeepCrawl.com, D-E-E-P-C-R-A-W-L.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app, and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. 